Welcome to Conversations in the Kitchen. We're Gemma and Paul, two kitchen table entrepreneurs chatting about our journey building our own e-commerce businesses and helping others to do the same. Grab a coffee and join us in the kitchen as we chat about the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, strategies for digital growth, and our approach to building a purpose-driven and sustainable business online. Hi Gemma, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Enjoying the sunshine today. It's lovely today. How are you? I'm the same. I'm enjoying the sunshine. I am slightly back to that world of um, trying to juggle uh, entrepreneurialism and work with being a dad because it's the Easter holidays. (laughs) And yesterday we went on a big expedition to find frog spawn and this morning we've been talking about the dengineers and trying to inspire a young architect perhaps mm-hmm. um with quite a few rows along the way <laughs> um and yeah so good full of the joys of spring and the easter holidays and i have just had a realization gemma oh, okay Well, so um, on the back of a small interaction with my daughter about spending time on computers and how we spend our time in the day and balanced balanced use of time and being asked by her why I spend so much time on my computer, um, I realise that I, I think, I don't know, what do you think? I think you and I probably spend uh more time than any if we if we were going to do one of those track your usage things on the kind of work that we actually do um on on creating content uh or planning content or creating it or writing helping helping people shape their strategy for content and I could be wrong, but I don't think we've done a podcast on that yet. We've done emails. We did Clavio last week. Um, so I feel like we might be missing a trick in what we share with people about our approach to the world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think uh, content, yeah, it's quite interesting that we haven't done a podcast on it, really, because content definitely forms a big part of our approach and it was a large part of why we came to create in the kitchen in the first place really was because we you know we've used this kind of content driven approach on other projects and seen it work and we wanted to sort of expand on that so yeah quite interesting we haven't spoken about it before so well yeah it might be one of those things of sort of like you know forgetting to mention the the thing that you do all the time because it seems so obvious to us And yeah, it's not, you know, I think our approach to e-commerce and uh, digital marketing and brand building, it does involve all of those things that uh, people talk about and uh, our Facebook feeds are full of uh, people bombarding us with learn about PPC or optimize your Facebook advertising. Yeah, I guess if all of that stuff like PPC and all of that data-driven targeting and all of those vital elements of 
e-commerce are sort of like uh, the pillars or the the framework for the for the architecture. Content is the I don't know. It's it's building the walls and it's fitting yeah. out the rooms and it's actually sort of building the bits of the house that make it livable and make it make it an actual actual experience and it's 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 sort of the most vital material in some ways yeah. so yeah it's probably overdue that we had a bit of chat about content isn't it um, definitely yeah so yeah can we think of like uh five handy hints for people talking thinking about content well i think i don't know maybe if we just sort of start a little bit more with why content is so important sort of what our um I think maybe let's start with that and then let's maybe talk about some of the things that we see people doing with content that actually aren't very effective because content's one of those things that I think as a business owner it's kind of drummed into you that it's something that you should be doing you know content is king and just it, there's been a lot of buzz about content marketing over the last few years um but actually, <laughs> there's a lot of content out there that is almost useless in a way because um, there hasn't been a lot of thought about it and there hasn't been a lot of strategy behind it. So perhaps if we talk about why we think it's important and then also some of the things that, you know, people should be looking to avoid a little bit and sort of not fall into the trap of, um, that might be quite good. And I think, you know, for me, one of the reasons I love content and I'm really passionate about um, using it with small businesses is because it's organic so if you have a small marketing budget if you're just getting started you know if you are a kitchen table business that's looking to expand and you don't have massive budgets to put into ppc and to ad campaigns then content is just a brilliant way to get out there in front of people um, and build trust and i think that's you know that's another thing i think it's organic but it helps to build that trust and you can be really clever with your content, I think, to create a very personalized journey for, you know, your audience to be very relevant to the things that they are searching for and looking for and their needs. Um, and I think, you know, you can't build trust in the same way with something like a, an ad campaign as you can with a piece of content or a content journey. So, for me, I think, you know, if you're a small business thinking about growing in the online space, content is great for those reasons. It's organic and it helps to build trust. Um, and I think also it can help elevate the other parts of your marketing efforts. So if you do have a PPC campaign um, or you're, adverti you know, you're advertising on Facebook, you're advertising on Google, like where are you taking people? Are you taking them straight to the product? And it's simply a very short sales funnel or are you thinking about taking them to places like landing pages with content that's specifically designed around what they're interested in what they're looking for what their needs are what their you know problem they're trying to solve so I think when you combine content with all the other aspects of marketing as well you're really going to improve you know your performance across the whole thing yeah I think that's a really good point and that sort of maybe that goes back to why we haven't talked about it because it almost perhaps can seem too self-evident but uh that sense of what yeah what what is ppc for or what are adwords for or what you know where are you trying to take people and if you if you if you separate it and uh only think of the traffic driving then it can become a very depressing customer experience and and quite ineffective so i, I think it is 
can amplify all of that stuff or simply be what makes all of that stuff work. And I, I think the other word for me is around sustainability. And, you know, one, one of the things I love about um, digital marketing is coming across stuff that's just, just sort of been there for, we, we talk, we talk about, um, you know, a metaphor of like building a house or building a, building a building and you know content can actually be like that it can become this sort of comfortable uh well well used room in the house where actually two three years later you're looking at website data and going this page is still getting traffic this page is still where people are coming to uh find out about this or download this information or get get this get this insight and you know what what better indicator of the success of something or the usefulness of something to to someone that still getting people coming along to it and reading it absorbing it looking at it years after it was it was first put there and that sort of that term evergreen content um maybe slightly different to my comfortable well-visited room but it is that 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 sense of sort of stuff that just keeps on growing keep keeps on working yeah and I think you know the other thing with content is um you can use it across all parts of that customer journey so you can use content to you know build awareness of your brand to a sort of cold audience who aren't already aware of you. You can use it to nurture people who are already, you know, that they know they have a problem, they're looking for a solution. You can use content to highlight how your business can help solve their problems. So it's quite um, adaptable. If you have a really solid content strategy in place, then you're meeting those people wherever they are along that journey. And I think probably that brings us into, you know, some of the mistakes that we see happen and some of the things to avoid and I think the first one is not understanding who your audience is what they need and what that journey you know to purchase looks like for them well uh, yeah and let's flip that because it for me for me that that term customer journey is like a little flag going up of something else for me to get all excited and and passionate (laughs) about because I just think it's such a powerful tool in any kind of marketing actually and it, you know, calling it that, calling it customer journey feels a bit abstract and it's good to step back and, you know, map, map something out. And, um, you know, you, there's lots, there's lots of, uh, there's lots of useful tools out there on the internet. And, you know, we've got some templates that we, we use with our coaching clients and things to sort of think through customer journeys, but actually, you know, if we just see that as a tool to help us think about human beings, um, it doesn't really work without attaching it to a really clear sense of who is who is the person that you're thinking about. So, having a persona or some personas where you've you've brought your audience to life, and you know they can be fun, and you know. It's a bit mood boardy, isn't it? And a bit creative, sort of bringing a persona to life and thinking about what brands do they like or what do they dress like or writing a funky little bio for them. But actually, you know, just thinking of it as, right, 
I'm putting myself in the shoes of a human being and thinking around the steps that they're going through from um, not really knowing anything about what I do to uh, getting on their radar and engaging with them, um, maybe thinking about their barriers and the questions that they've got at each point of their sort of decision making and just you know thinking about those steps that they're going on from not knowing anything to being persuaded being interested being engaged um thinking about that step you know a big a big role for content is that gap between um you know if you just go from meeting someone in a cafe to trying to flog them something their barriers go up straight away, you know, and they'll, they'll yeah. you know, you'll probably get thrown out of the cafe. Yeah. Um, hopefully. <laughs> if, if you start a conversation with someone and say, oh, I see you're interested in this and I've got, you know, I, I read something really useful recently on this or have you thought about it like this? You know, content can be that bridge between not knowing anything about what you do to kind of softly finding your way towards engaging with someone so that sales messages do start to become more relevant or they can start to see how um, what you do fits in with this area that they're already interested in. Um, so yeah, I think thinking through that journey from not knowing anything to in learning and education and finding out, finding things that are relevant to them that can be your sort of route into starting the conversation through to the other end of the journey where, um, you know, where are they in their understanding? What, what, what do they need to know if they've not heard from you for a few weeks? Um, what, what, how can content be useful to stay in touch with people? If you've had one interaction with them, what, what might be the next piece of content? So just thinking about human beings and what they're interested in, and then how what you do fits into that and starting to create a portfolio of content around that journey just is, you know, if you haven't got that sense of your persona, your journey, then that's, you know, it's very much a place to start for your content marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, something else that jumped out when you were talking there as well is that another mistake we see a lot of the time is that content is focused on that journey up to the point of purchase but not afterwards so don't forget about the people who do become your customers and do purchase from you you know they still have ongoing needs and you can still nurture that relationship you know the same way if you you had a bricks and mortar store just because somebody's been in the shop once and bought from you if they come back in you don't completely ignore them you know you have another conversation with you you ask what they've come back for what are they interested in and I think it's just remembering that you know the content journey continues after that point of purchase as well um and I think the other thing that jumps out around the journeys is sometimes I think people feel like they have to be everywhere with their content and again that you know if you really understand your audience then you know where they are spending their time and there's no point you know spending hours making TikTok videos if you're audience are largely on Facebook and they never go on TikTok you know the same way there's no point spending all your time on Instagram if actually they prefer email so I think it's really understanding 
where they like to spend their time as well as the type of content you know that is going to engage them um and you don't have to be everywhere I think sometimes that feels really overwhelming for small business owners they think they have to do you know (coughs) Instagram Instagram reels TikTok videos Facebook posts LinkedIn and you know half the time it's like just just pick pick one or two of those and do them really well and then there's nothing to say you can't expand that strategy out further down the line but I think it's better to sort of start with that rather than trying to do everything but not you know not with that quality so that that's sort of thinking about and and I yeah absolutely you know doing doing one area well doing one platform well is way better than trying to sort of spread across everything and to some extent I think regardless of the platform you know good content it's interesting relevant engaging bringing something that's not there already uh wherever it is even if it's on your blog or on your website then it it, you know it's got a it's got a power to it but that's about sort of spreading yourself thinly across platforms what what about um in terms of sort of topics themselves you you, one of the terms you introduced to me was sort of content pillars tell us a bit about content pillars yeah so again i think you know it comes back to thinking about being really relevant to your customer um And something, again, that I see happens a lot of the time is people are creating content based on what they want to create and less around what their customer or their potential customer is actually wanting to engage with. So content pillars are a really great way to just stay very focused on the topics that you are talking about. So you're not showing up and talking about anything and everything that you maybe could talk about just because you're knowledgeable about stuff doesn't mean that you have to create content around it, but you're really thinking about, okay, what are the core topics that um, my audience is interested in that will help move them along that journey and that I feel, you know, qualified and is relevant for me as a business owner or as a brand to be talking about. So, you know, normally that's maybe, four, five, six different topics. And then, you know, you create all of your content around those pillars. So um, you, you know, you expand out each one, you you change um, the content depending on the platforms that you're using, but it's all fundamentally around those pillars. And those are the things that if you really want to be known as a business for something, you know, what, what do you want to be known for? What are those topics? And I think um, content pillars and sort of, getting those in place are a really great place to start once you know once you know your audience look at your content pillars I think that's the next step and and it really is just about creating content that is quality content and valuable content as opposed to just thinking I need to get three blog posts two emails and you know five Instagram posts out this week you don't need to do all that stuff you just need to be getting the right content out there and, and sort of structuring that around content pillars and having little clusters of stuff around those topics is far more valuable than just, you know, putting out whatever you feel you should be doing or your competitors are doing, or, you know, you might want to talk about, but actually your ideal audience don't really care about it. Okay. So, so I'm getting that. I love that idea of, of kind of content pillars and that sort of thinking about the, almost the things that you specialize in, but are going to be most interesting for your audience and, I suppose it sort of helps with just planning as well, doesn't it? Of going, you know, I, I need to be thinking about a bit of content each week for each one of these pillars. Yeah. Should, we, should we do one of our lift up the bonnet moments here and um, 
Like, we'll give, give an example when we, because uh, we've got a really shiny, very well organized content pillar strategy for in, in the kitchen uh, yeah. on our shared Notion Notion board. We're using Notion quite a lot, aren't we, at the moment? Um, yeah. But what what if if we were showing that to someone? What give some examples of our content pillars for in the kitchen? Yeah, so um, well, we have a content pillar around content. So obviously, this this podcast episode fits into that nicely. But um, yeah, we you know we tend to talk about and share all different things around content. Social media sort of fits into that. Um, email marketing kind of fits into that content pillar. So you know we expand on all of those areas. Um, e-commerce so often you know our instagram is a good place to sort of look at examples of how we talk about e-commerce and we'll talk about different e-commerce business models we'll talk about you know tools tips just different strategies that you can have to grow your e-commerce business generally um we talk a bit about sort of entrepreneurship small business ownership um some of the challenges that come with that you know the highs the lows the that sort of behind the scenes kind of moments sort of fit into that content pillar a little bit as well as we share you know our journey um with growing a business and then brand and branding is another one so you know brand voice um sort of we share a lot of stuff again on instagram we've talked about you know brand um in a few kind of different ways um we've got a few kind of podcast things that we probably will talk about around that at some point because again that's another one we haven't really talked about here yet but um, again, it's just expanding out on all of those things because those are relevant to our core audience who, you know, are small business owners looking to grow their business online. So they want to look at branding. They want to think about content. Um, you know, they want tips and information and strategies on how to grow their e-commerce business. Um, but they're also interested in, you know, hearing about our journey as business owners. Um, they're interested in just hearing our views on kind of, you know, the world of entrepreneurship as a whole. Yeah, and it's um, it. I hadn't really just just as you were saying that the analogy got even clearer for me actually. That I, I'd almost you say the word pillar, and it's almost as though the pillar's already built. But actually, I think if you think about it, that brick by brick, you're building a pillar around that theme. And one week it's a blog post, then it's an ebook, then it's a podcast, then it's a, a lighter blog post or something anecdotal about your own experience it just means then the ecosystem builds doesn't it and then a page with that content on has more bits of content directing to it has more places that you can go to it around that theme and I suppose again it just helps helps focus on not being too thinly spread not not just jumping here there and everywhere with content but piece by piece build, building up those pillars to become valuable for your for your audience um so there's a few nice things there then we've got um thinking about your persona and sort of thinking about their needs and what is actually going to be helpful and relevant to them uh maybe didn't touch on there i mean i think that point of relevance it, and we talked about sort of uh not being swayed just thinking oh i've got to do what everybody else is doing but i mean i think i think it's also useful to think well what kind of content can my person already get 
and what is there a lot of already and what's already out there and that can be a useful way to sort of find an angle that's a bit more unique and a bit more bit bit more refreshing maybe that it's kind of might just be identifying how dry and um uninteresting a lot of the content in that area could be or I think it was an observation for us within the kitchen that a lot of content around e-commerce is very technical and a bit geeky and doesn't touch on this sort of human side of it. So finding your angle, building content around the journey that people are going on and thinking about the stages of their journey and not forgetting that there's a journey after you've managed to transact with them. Um, thinking about the platforms that you use and being quite focused on some key platforms not trying to be everything and everywhere and then thinking about three four five content pillars that can start to be what you layer up and and build your themes around over time are there any more so there's sort of four or five kind of key guides there on thinking about content are there, are there any more that occur to you that are yeah, well, Helpful. I think that sort of uh, that covers the kind of planning and strategy and creation of content a little bit. But I think something that often gets lost and again, you know, a kind of mistake to avoid is don't just think that content creation is your full content strategy. Like once you've created that content, what do you do with it? You know, you I think you mentioned evergreen content um at the beginning and it, it really is that it's like don't just create the content put it out there and then leave it and forget about it like repurpose that content you know one video or one blog post can become five instagram posts or facebook posts you know a podcast can be broken down into little snippets for instagram reels like always be repurposing that content um, always be thinking about distribution. So don't just put a blog post on your blog and then never tell anybody about it. People aren't always going to magically find it, you know, put it across your social networks, um, point people to it in your email flows, like just always be sort of connecting those dots and repurposing that content and thinking about where you want to share it. And a good rule for that, I think, is it's the kind of 80-20 rule if you're spending about 80% of your time on the content creation, but then the other 20% should always be on repurposing, distribution, you know, getting it out there. Um, so I think that's that's sort of one part of it. And then also, you know, look at what's working with your content. Are you actually putting content out there which is driving traffic or, you know, driving conversions or actually making a difference to your business? Or are you just putting content out there that, you know, is landing landing flat with your audience? So again, look at the metrics, understand what is working, refine your strategy, you know, repeat the stuff that works really well. Um, I think sometimes business owners are a little bit afraid of the repurposing and um, the sort of repeating the stuff that works because they think, it's almost like spamming their audience, but you have to remember that wherever you're sharing this content, you know, the majority of that audience don't see it because it doesn't come up in their algorithm or they're just flicking through and, you know, they're going too fast to pay attention. So there's no harm in kind of repeating and resharing stuff that you've already got out there. Often you'll, you know, you'll hit another chunk of your audience when you do that. Um, and uh, the people you look at sort of, I mean, I, I follow a lot of magazine sites and, kind of how they build their business really i mean uh, you, when where the first few months you're on there you're sort of almost kind of going wow they you know these guys are really sort of uh 
putting stuff out there all the time, but then you realize, well, no, they're not actually. Some of this is stuff that they're recycling back from one, two, three years ago. I think um, sort of relevance can be particularly interesting then as well, can't it, of, uh, you know, remembering what content you've got. And I, I noticed something this week. I just it, um, was... Uh, there's there's been some stories in the news around uh, a particular sort of legal challenge in education and all the sort of um, uh, challenges some schools are facing with kind of gender politics and things like that. I just noticed a couple of law firms who clear, they've clearly done some work on this, you know, really, really um, relevant valuable thinking about the legal challenges that schools might need to be aware of and they'd clearly done it some time ago because it's their job to sort of spot that this you know this might be coming up but i've suddenly seen it popping up in a lot of linkedin feeds or attached to attached to news articles and you kind of think yeah that's that's a content manager doing their job pretty well that they they've known that content's been it's probably been sat there for a while with quite a small audience and then suddenly the day comes along where every school in the country is going, oh, my God, I need to know a load more about this than I do. And and there they are ready. And the, the day for that content came came along. So I, I think that's good to be, you know, know, know what you've got as well and be ready to sort of, yeah, not be afraid that suddenly that's that theme is in the news or your content pillar is suddenly much more relevant to everyone this week or there's countless examples of that where your your content suddenly becomes more relevant because of something else that's going on yeah and i think like just going back and you know if you've got posts around a topic that do really well go back and refresh them add a bit more information into them you know repost them almost as a new post even though they're not you've just added something extra to it you know bring if you've, you're talking about a topic that you've learned more about, or you maybe have a slightly different um, viewpoint onto to what you did when you originally created that, recreate it with that, you know, that sort of new knowledge and that new information. There's nothing to stop you from doing that. And chances are, if it was popular content in the first place, it's still going to be popular content, you know, if, you, if you're doing that and resharing it. So you're kind of making your life a little bit easier as well as a content creator because you know you don't have to be continuously finding new stuff to create all of the time you can be using some of what you've already got um and just you know repurposing and redistributing it okay so well lots of interesting themes around uh how to get the most from content and how to think about content strategy and its power as the sort of currency of e-commerce and digital marketing um should we say a little bit i know i mean the point of this podcast isn't just is it, it's to try and say useful stuff to people but if people do want to go deeper into content or are struggling with their content or uh feel like they've put quite a lot of work in and maybe needs a bit of a, a rethink or bit of a kind of rejig to see if it can be working any more effectively how how can we help how what what are some of the things we we can do in the kitchen Gemma yeah um I mean I think probably the best starting point is we do our little two-hour 
content strategy sessions um so i think if they're particularly good if it if it's somebody who either hasn't got started with content or has been doing content but not thought about it in this way so they're very much designed that we sort of take people through um thinking about who their audience is what their content pillars should be where they should be showing up and you know the kind of content that they should be creating so you're kind of going to walk away from that two-hour session sort of knowing what content you need to go away and create for the next sort of two to three months um so that's probably a good place for people to start um and then if people want you know they want support on a deeper level then we obviously do coach people through this sort of stuff and we do some of the content creation as well if people are struggling to find the time to do it so um yeah i'd just say reach out but we'll put we'll put a link to the strategy sessions in the um show notes for this episode anyway and people can go and go and check that out as a starting point fantastic 